What's up, Jets fans, and welcome to episode 11 of Jet Nation Live. We are your hosts, Dylan Terman and Glenn Naughton. Um, another somewhat loaded show coming out of the bye week. Um, obviously, there's no game to recap this week. The Jets were on a bye, and you can't use the joke, the Jets can't lose in the bye week because right now we're kind of in Jets can't win and kind of stopping our momentum territory on the bye week. But we had a nice week off coming in against the Patriots, control our own destiny situation. We win. We're in first place on a tiebreaker, regardless of what happens in Buffalo. Well, I guess Detroit with the snow. Detroit, yeah. Yeah. So, Glenn, how are we doing tonight and, and how are we feeling coming out of another easy weekend of football with no Jets on? Um, I got to be honest. I'm hurt. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm not like, you, you know, I work night shifts and... Mm-hmm. I only slept like three hours this morning when I got home. So this is this is coffee tonight. This is try to try to yep. keep myself going. So, but I, look, I'm feeling good. The you know the Pats coming up. Um, good show tonight. You know we we touch a tiny bit on the draft almost every week, and tonight we'll kind of dig deeper into that. Go over some of our favorite players, and um, I'm excited, man. It's it's a uh, second half. Like the, the Jets' fate is in their own hands, you know, and I've. You really feel like if this team goes 500 the rest of the way, um, they can win. They can get to get to the postseason. Um, surprised to see how many people still writing them off. Like they beat the Bills. Like right. what more do you want? They they beat the best team on their schedule, shut them down, held them to 17 points, and I still see people like, oh, the Jets are going to miss the playoffs. They're gonna they're just not good enough. All right, well, you know, I mean, listen, the thing is, the AFC East is so tight, you can't take anything for granted, but. I just I don't see this team going, you know, only winning two games the rest of the way. No, absolutely not. And as it currently stands, I believe all four AFC East teams yes. are in the playoff bracket. So it is a very tight race. And like you said, and three out of four in the NFC East. Yeah. Could you imagine like that? like the, the commanders are like a half game out of a playoff spot? If they had one more win, every team in the East and the NFL would be in the playoffs today. Yep. And uh, taking down Philly also helps with the division. But yeah, it's, it's crazy because you can be first place or you could be last place coming out of the weekend. And unfortunately, the Patriots probably aren't the opponent you want to face when that scenario is the scenario. But no. the Jets control their own destiny in a season when we thought we'd be talking about 99% of this show being draft. So I'll take every little bit we can get. Um, tonight's rundown, um, a quick injury report. There are some updates, particularly around the offensive tackle position. So I do want to know all of those injury updates. And then Glenn and I, we didn't do it last week because we did our mailbag and just had a completely loaded show. We're going to do midseason team awards, team MVP, uh, comeback player of the year, similarly to how the league would do it normally. So we'll just keep it jet centric with that one. Uh, we'll preview the Patriots. And then, like Glenn said, we're really going to get into the the nuts and bolts of this 2023 NFL draft. I think it's 35 new names, if I'm counting correctly, maybe 36 with the extra one you snuck in there. So a ton of new names we're going to introduce to you guys. But first, injury report. Like I said, offensive tackle position, a major uh, update at that position as a whole. Max Mitchell, fourth-round rookie. His 21-day window has now been opened. He's been at practice, I believe, full practice. He's not on the injury report, so it looks like he's good to go. I'm not exactly sure how quickly they'll be ready to start him this week, but he's at least healthy by all visuals on the outside. Uh, George Fant, he will not practice this week. They will not start his 21-day window, so he is still on the IR. There's actually been a little bit of buzz about if George Fant is even going to play again for the Jets this season. This is all speculation, but stuff that I'm seeing on Twitter – 
And then Dwayne Brown, his shoulder, he's obviously been limited all season with this shoulder injury. And this has kind of been the status quo for him every week, limited practices, but he did log two limited practices this week. So what are your thoughts before I get into the rest of the injuries, just on Max Mitchell versus George Fant or any comment on George Fant? Well, you know, I think I think we covered it last show with with Fan. You you wonder if he is going to automatically step back in. I mean, I would expect he'd be given the shot, and if it does turn out that his poor play was due to the knee injury, then fine. I think he's your starter again, um, and you plug him in and keep him there. But if he struggles the way he did earlier in the year, and it turns out it wasn't the injury, then I think he's you know he's sort of not not exactly guaranteed that spot back. Max Mitchell, you know, we, we talked about him. He was a guy that nobody expected to play early on. He ended up forced into action. So I don't see, uh, I don't see him, you know, reclaiming that starting spot. It's it, the nice thing is the jets are about to have a problem where they're going to have too many guys who can play offensive tackle, who are going to be ready to go. Um, which is a nice change from what they've dealt with the last couple months. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like for as decimated at the position as they were, to get them all back <clears throat> for this home stretch of the, of the schedule is definitely huge. And you can take all the help when you can get it. And like uh, Joe Douglas said, sometimes the luxury can be a necessity and vice versa. Necessity mm-hmm. can become a luxury. So it seems like they're turning the tide in a positive way there. Other injuries, um, Corey Davis, we've known he didn't play against the Bills. Um, and I believe he was out against the Patriots, if I'm not mistaken. And he said, uh, excuse me, Coach Salas said that he stayed uh, local during the bye week. So that means he was getting a ton of rehab, which to me sounded like he was going to practice this week. Not necessarily the case. Two DNPs on Wednesday and Thursday. So not looking great for his chances unless somehow he logs a full practice in my estimation. But there's no way that they're going to play him a huge role, even if he was healthy. So that's a big injury to watch. Nate Herbig popped up on the injury report with a leg injury. He's been out Wednesday and Thursday's practice as well. I'm yeah. kind of starting to worry because I feel like the only backup is Dan Feeney. And I know they signed Laurent Duvernay Tardif uh, to the practice squad. I believe they had to sign him to the practice squad first before the active roster. So they can always elevate <clears throat> LDT and have another acronym at guard go from AVT <laughs> to LDT. Um, and then Sheldon Rankins obviously was already ruled out. And while we were live on the show last week, Jerry Tillery was uh, waived by the Chargers, and I asked if they should make a play. It turned out they did make a play as well as seven other teams, and they weren't obviously in any priority to get a Jerry Tillery on waivers. So he went elsewhere. I believe it was Houston or some team that's very high up on the wa- uh, waiver priority. So I think it was the Raiders. I think he went was the it the Raiders? Raiders? Okay, yeah. Houston yeah. claimed somebody else, maybe a running back. Um, so Davis, Herbig, Rankins, what sticks out to you there? Uh, well, Herbig is a little bit scary cause he's been playing so well. Yeah. Um, R- Rankins, you know, I, I tweeted this out earlier and it's, it's funny. I mean, a, a, on a couple of levels, uh, w- whether you're talking established, uh, quality veterans or little known players, um, some of this isn't exactly Jets related, but a couple, couple transactions, uh, the, these last couple days that maybe go, wow, that guy's still out there. Mm-hmm. Um, like here, the, here, the jets are needing a tackle and, and Dominican Sue signed today with, um, who, who, I can't remember who signed Philly. now. Yeah. Philly. I'm like, yep. I mean, I know he's got some issues, but I'm like, <clears throat> you could have had him on a one-year deal. Like, and Dominican Sue was out there. Yeah. I, I knew, I knew he was at an impasse with, uh, you know, in the off season. Mm-hmm. I just assumed he got a deal done. I thought he was under contract somewhere. Um, 
and it kind of got me wondering, like, who else is out there that might be able to help? And I'm not saying the move should or should not be made, but uh, Sheldon Richardson's out there as a free agent. Could I'm like, imagine? I'm like, look, you need help on the D line. Um, I don't know if Sheldon's grown up. We know he was a little bit volatile, a little bit of a hothead last time around. Um, like I said, I'm not saying the Jets should or should not. I actually tweeted out a poll to see what the fans thought. Haven't looked at it in a couple hours. I don't know where it's at. Mm-hmm. But I, it's one of those moves. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't. It would surprise me, but I wouldn't hate it. Um, I guess that would be the best way to say it. I'd be like because again, locker room guy, some issues in the past, um, but a guy who can help like a lot, especially with the way the Jets run things, and they're not going to have him playing 50, 60 snaps, right? Like if you rotate right. him out and get him his his 18 to 22 snaps like everybody gets, he might be an effective player. Um, and on the sort of, on the 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 guys who aren't established, um, but really surprised me, I took a very quick peek at some of the guys who got snapped up in that XFL draft. Um, okay. And uh, Abram Smith, the running back from Baylor. Yeah. Like I, that guy, you know, converted linebacker and runs every bit like a linebacker. Mm-hmm. I just look at him and I just think, not just the Jets, any team, like, the way the Jets are rely, leaning so heavily on their run game in the fourth quarter, like I would love to have that guy, you right. know, playing against a worn out defense because he's just he's a truck. Um, and then the the quarterback from Western Michigan, um, Caleb. Well, I'm, now I'm drawing a blank. I tweeted about him earlier um, because I remember I remember really liking him um, during the draft process last year and saying that I thought he was a player who we might see get taken on day three. Um, Western Caleb Michigan. Melody. Yeah, Caleb Ellaby, Western yeah. Michigan, right? He, I mean, he was a very productive guy. I've, I think I was watching one of their receivers. Um, Sky Moore? I was going to say, I was watching Sky Moore. And yeah. I came where I was like, man, Ellaby, this, this kid's pretty good. And I remember uh, Emery Hunt, uh, who's a good friend of our show, he raved about Ellaby. Love he loved him in his draft guide. Um, and I did, when I saw him, I'm like, that guy's not on a practice squad somewhere? Like, I legitimately was convinced he was on a practice squad or somebody's number three quarterback. And you know this is the thing. You know, we track all these guys through the draft, and you can't you can't keep track of all you know oh, yeah. two thousand guys in the NFL and and the yeah. fringe draft guys. But I was really surprised to see LB and Abram Smith. Um, Abram Smith less so as as a running back. Just mm-hmm. I just thought with his running style and, and the way the Jets are grinding defenses down, um, and not just him, any any back who runs with that type of power uh, yeah. um, would I would think would have a role. But yeah, the DT thing is interesting, man. I mean, if they would have brought in Dominican Sue as a guy to get 18, 20 reps or Sheldon Richardson to get 18 to 20 reps, that wouldn't be a bad move. I don't think. Yeah. And the craziest part is not only did Philadelphia sign in Dominican Sue, but they signed Linville Joseph, who is somebody, I believe the jets worked out at yes, the defensive that, I, tackle position. So it's like, they were I knew Philly had him in. They saw, I didn't realize they signed him too. I knew they had, yeah, him they in. signed him yesterday and then in Dominican today. So they're just beefing up with Jordan Davis out for the Eagles. One loss to the commanders. And, and this is what happens. And Dominican Sue comes back out to the NFL field. But yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think uh, that Sheldon Rankins is a big injury for the Jets. How they're going to play the defensive tackle position, I'm still not sure. I would love to just see JFM play more inside because then obviously your young guys like Bryce Huff and Jermaine Johnson are playing more on the outside. But then, like we've been saying, just get Tenzel Smart or uh, Jonathan Marshall up from the practice squad. You get three free elevations of a player, so you might as well use them. So one of those guys might come up this week. We'll probably hear Saturday if those guys are getting elevated. But that seems to be everything for the injury report. Um, 
I guess we'll move right into the midseason team awards. And I'm not going to say that the first topic MVP is a runaway. I think there are a handful of guys that deserve it, um, which is rare for the Jets, obviously, because we normally have maybe one guy who even has any type of accolades to be team MVP, let alone anything else. But we have now uh, league-wide known players. So picking this was actually a lot harder than I thought. But I'm going to go chalk CJ Mosley, second in the NFC or AFC, excuse me, in tackles. And he's just been that guy. They signed him way before all the the good things started happening. And I'm not saying that he should be team MVP because he sat through the bad times, but to sit through the bad times, obviously with that injury and the opt out, and then to come back and do what he's doing at this level, obviously it's not perfect all the time, but when you have Bill Belichick going out of your way, out of his way twice in a press conference, two separate press conferences to to commend CJ Mosley on how well he's playing this season, it makes me just want to sign CJ Mosley to a lifelong contract so he never <laughs> becomes a New England Patriot. So I had to go CJ Mosley and I'll wait for your answer, but I have an honorable mention. Uh for MVP, I I gotta go Quinn Williams. Okay. Um, yep. you know, this this um the way the Jets are doing things right now on defense and their ability to be disruptive without having to blitz and only rushing four. Of course, you saw, you know, the the argument with Aaron White Cotton earlier in the year where that's what Quinnen was fighting for, saying yep. stop sending extra people, drop them back and let us get after the quarterback. Um, he's you know, I've said it before, he's not at a point in his career right now where you'd say he's Warren Sapp, but this is it's reminiscent to me of those Bucks teams that used to get home with four. And it used to make life hell on quarterbacks because the pressure was as was as if the defense was blitzing, but they weren't. So you had seven guys back in coverage. So I think uh, you know I think the what's making the Jets what they are in defense right now in my mind is the front four, which is led like very clearly led by mm-hmm. Quinn and Williams. 